I really want to talk to you. I believe this is what God uh, put on my heart, woke me up to talk about, was about what we hear. You know, we are uh, uh, people that we have lots of things. You know, we are a, um, a society. There's lots of voices. There's lots of things talking to us. Um, you know, we've got the Internet. We've got TV. We've got uh, social media. We've got the news. We have people. We have all kinds of things that are, are talking to us. But, you know, do you realize you shouldn't always listen to everything and everybody? <laughs> so let's look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. And this is a familiar scripture, I'm sure, to many of you. I'm going to read it in the King James first, and then I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. In King James, it says this, My son, attend to my words, incline my ear unto, unto, thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now, in the New Living Translation, it says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. So God is telling us here to guard what we hear, what we see, and what's in our hearts. He wants us to focus our attention on his word, which will result in life, in health, in peace, in joy, and all of the things that come with that abundant life that God has promised us. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, many times, you know, I, I think about myself, and there are times where I'm not a, a big TV watcher, but sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll sit down and, because, you know, maybe I've had a long week or a long day, and I just turn the TV on and start flipping channels looking for something to watch. Sometimes I find something, sometimes I don't. Most times I don't. But, <laughs> but I do think about this. There are times when I'm watching TV, and I think to myself, okay, this movie is an hour, hour and a half, two hours. So I'm going to spend, say, two hours watching this movie. And then I'll ask myself, how much time have I spent reading God's Word? This movie may, for that moment, give me, you know, I might get, it might be, because um, I like comedy, so it might make me laugh. And we know laughter does it good like a medicine, right? But it doesn't necessarily last, right? Just maybe for that moment, maybe for those two hours, maybe even, you know, for a few hours after that, I may be thinking about that movie, thinking about how it made me laugh. But then at some point, it's just another movie, right? So, but when I spend time in God's Word, that's something that gets in my heart. That's something that's eternal. That's something that will rise up in me when I need it. You know, the Holy Spirit will bring it back to my remembrance. So, 
And I'm not saying that you shouldn't watch movies, okay? I just said I watch movies sometimes, so I'm not saying that. I remember one time I was teaching um, chapel for our school, for Krishna Academy, and I was talking about something similar along these lines, but just telling the kids, you know, to be, just to, um, I think we did that little song, be careful little ears what you hear um, for the father up above is, is looking down in love. I think that's how it goes. So anyway, we're just talking about it, and it talks about your ears, your heart, your hands. You know, be careful what your hands are doing. So it just went through all that. So, but anyway, to make a not-so-long story shorter, <laughs> what happened was I was telling them, I said to the kids, I said, um, you know, don't just watch anything on TV. You know, be careful about what you watch on TV. Well, this little boy went home, and, and I told him, I said, now, you know, before I, I told him, I said, now, you know, whatever your parents say is okay for you to watch is fine. I said, but, you know, when your parents aren't there or whatever, you know, don't just watch anything. Be careful about what you watch. So <laughs> this little boy went home and told his dad, he says, Dad, I can't watch anything but Christian TV. Miss Linda said, we cannot watch nothing else. So the dad came to me and said, did you tell my son? And I was like, no, that's not exactly what I said. So in front of the dad, I had to talk to him and tell him what I meant and what I said. But it taught me a lesson. You know, kids are very literal. Now, I wish more adults would be a little bit more literal. <laughs> but uh, he was very literal. And uh, even though he still got it, kind of got it twisted, but it made an impression on me that he listened that well. And he was like... I can't just watch anything. Praise God. So um, when, we are, when we are listening or feeding on the news media, on TV programs, um, streaming information on the Internet, listening to people's opinions, you know, all kinds of stuff, when we're doing that, um, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, it's very possible, consider this, if God says if we attend to his words and incline our ears to his saying and don't let them depart from our eyes and keep them in the midst of our heart, if he says that they are life to those who find him, right? Their health, medicine to their flesh. So if those things aren't doing that, what are they doing? If they're not producing life, if they're not producing health, what are they doing? What are they producing? They're not producing faith. What are they doing? They could be producing weakness, right? They could be producing fear. They could be producing anxiety. You know, all kinds of things that are contrary to what God would have us to have and to experience. And so, I would put it this way. Don't overdose on information that does not infuse you with God's life and power and with faith. Don't overdose on it. Now, do you need to listen to the news? Sure. You need to be, you, need to be, you know, aware of what's going on in our world, in our nation. Do, is it okay to watch TV? Of course it's okay to watch TV. But now, you know, you, do, you should watch, be mindful as Christians um, I wouldn't suggest that you watch stuff that's 
where they're doing a whole lot of cussing, where everybody's jumping in and out of bed with everybody, where there's a lot of murder and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I don't know if that's so wise. What does that produce? What gets in your heart? What gets in your mind when you feed on that stuff? See, you can either feed on God's word and let it produce life and health and and all of these things, or you can feed on other stuff, and it's going to produce something. It will produce something. And so you have to decide, what do you want to hear? What do you, what, what's most important to you? So what you hear, what you feed on, will either increase your faith or weaken your faith. It will either produce strength, life, power, or fear, doubt, unbelief, and, weak, or, and weakness. Um, you know, I, my mother-in-law, when she was alive, she had this little plaque in her room um, that said, it said, let your faith be bigger than your fear. But you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in order for our faith to be bigger than our fear, we have to feed on the word of God. We have to immerse ourselves in the word of God. And I'll be honest with you, in the, day, the time that we're living in right now, it seems, I say it seems, that people have gotten away from the word. They've not fed on the word. They've not allowed God to strengthen them, God to uh, give them, help them not to be fearful. They, they haven't allowed that because they haven't fed on the word. You know, and it's been, I mean, people can watch more now online, and people have been watching online, um, you know, the word. But I'm telling you, if you don't really, like when, when we were at home, which we didn't get to be home that much, the staff didn't get to be home that much, but the little times, the few times that we were home, um, I had to discipline myself to sit down and act like I was in church because the tendency was, well, I could be cooking breakfast, or I could put a load of clothes in the washing machine, or I could be cleaning up, or I could be doing whatever while I'm watching church. Did you hear what I said? Watching church. We don't need to watch church. We need to engage in church. We need to assemble in church. Amen? And we need to to let the devil tell us what we can and can't do. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, but I had to discipline myself. You know, I'm human. I got flesh on. There's lots of stuff I can be doing. You know, I can multitask. But I'm telling you, you you don't hear the word when you really hear the word and really get it when you're doing so many other things. So, um... We also know that um, Jesus said, turn to Mark 4.24. And then we're going to go to a different scripture. But let's go to Mark 4.24 real quick. Let's tell you something that Jesus said. Now, in Mark 4, Jesus is talking. He's uh, talking in parables, and he's talking about the word of God and the kingdom of God. But in this particular um, 
verse um, 424. Mark 4. Let's see if I can find. 424. And it says this. Jesus says, Then he added, Pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Jesus said to pay close attention to what you hear. And he's talking about the word, so he's telling them, pay pay close attention to the word. The more you hear it, the more you'll understand it. The more attention you give to it, the more understanding comes. How many of you want to have a real good understanding of God's word? Well, you know how you get that? By giving attention to it, spending time in it. Praise God. Now, I was thinking about um, in, um, let's see if I can find this real quick. Thinking about Goliath. You guys know the story of Goliath? Yeah? You know, there was something interesting about that. If I can find this real quick, because I did not write this down. But... Let me find it real here. Okay. So in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17, and um, we're going to read a little bit of this. See, I got a little bit of time. Because I want you to see something here. Because we're talking about what you hear, how important what you hear is. So in, starting in verse 1, it says, The Philistines now muster their army for the battle and camped between Soko in Judah and Azek and whatever that other word is, Saul countered by gathering his Israelite trips near, uh, troops near the valley of Elah. Eli. So the Philistines and Israelites face each other on opposite hills with the valley between them. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet. His bronze coat of mail uh, weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as the weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. Goliath stood and shouted at a taunt across to the Israelites, why are you coming out to, why are all, why are all, why are you all coming out to fight, he called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if he, if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. When they heard this, when they heard what Goliath said. Now, they were an army. He was one man. 
Yes, he was nine feet tall, but he was one man, and he was taunting them. He was, um, you know, just talking, basically just talking trash to them. And because of what they heard, because of what that man said, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Terrified and deeply shaken. Do you see how what you hear matters? Do you see how if you immerse yourself in the things of this world, what it will produce in your life, what it will produce in your mind? We're in this world, but we're not of it. We're more than conquerors. We're overcomers. We're the head. We're not the tail. We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and placed into the kingdom of God's dear son. Greater is he who's in us than he that's in the world. These people, this army, Saul and his army, they were God's people. But because of what they heard, they were terrified. They were shaking in their boots. And the thing is, in verse 16, it says this. It says, for 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israel army. 40 days, twice a day, he came out. He strutted in front of them, and he made his declaration. And what did they do? They were afraid. They were afraid. I want to encourage you, don't be afraid today. Somebody said that fear not is in the Bible 365 times. I couldn't find it, but it's in there a lot. But I couldn't find 365 times. But God says to fear not. Why? Because he's with us. He's for us. He's in us. He fights our battles for us. And so today, we need to be saying to ourselves, I'm not shaken by everything that's going on. I refuse to be in fear. Jesus didn't come for me to have a life full of fear. He came for me to live a life, abundant life. I also go so far as to say, Jesus didn't say that because of corona, you need to fear. He never said that. God never said that. He said, I'm not giving you a spirit of fear. That's not what I've given you. I haven't given you a spirit of fear. So whose children are you? Are you mine? Who are you? What do you believe? Do you believe what the world is telling you? Or do you believe what, the, what God is saying? The world will talk to you. The world is just like Goliath. 
will taunt you, make you feel bad, make you feel like you're less than nothing, make you feel like as a Christian, you know, you, 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 you're, you're weak, you, you don't know what you're doing, you're crazy, all kinds of stuff. But that's not who we are. And that's not whose we are. So we either have to trust God, trust the word, believe the word. Now, let me, let me say this, so because I don't want y'all getting this all wrong. I think that Minister Linda saying, you know, you, you shouldn't, like when it comes to corona, that you shouldn't wear your mask and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form. What I am saying is, Wear the mask, but don't wear fear. Wear the mask, but don't live in fear. Wash your hands, but don't live in fear. From the very time that we heard about this in March, I remember, I remember so, still so vividly, it was a Wednesday night, and um, I was, it was my turn to be here in the pulpit, and I could sense the fear in the room. I could sense people being fearful because of what was going on, because of what was being said. And it made me so mad. It angered me so much because I'm like, no. And that moment, at that moment, I said to myself, and I said to y'all that were here, Psalm 91, God said, no plague comes nigh my dwelling. And do you know what? I have not moved off of that, and I will not move off of that, because that's what my Father has promised me in his word, and I believe his word. Now, that's not to say that things aren't out there, because we know we live in this world. We know that there is sickness and disease in this world. We know that this world is fallen. We understand that. We know that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But, this is one time when you can say, but, but God. But this is what my God said. This is, what, this is where I'm going to live from. This is where I'm going to operate from. Now, if I have to deal with some stuff, I'm going to deal with it. But I'm going to deal with it in faith. I am not going to deal with it from a spirit of fear because God didn't give me fear. There are some of you that are working in the medical field, and God has protected you. We, I know we've prayed for you. I'm sure you've prayed for yourself, but God has protected. Why? His word. His word is true. He doesn't change because there's some sickness or disease. He doesn't change because of, of a pandemic. He doesn't change because people can't get it right, what you should do or what you shouldn't do. God stays the same. God is the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, I am the Lord, and I change not. If he said it today, he said, he'll say it tomorrow. He'll say it in five minutes. He's the same. He's the same. We, as the children of God, must Trust God. We must be careful about what we hear. If you find yourself getting over 
overwhelmed or feeling anxious, go to the word. What does God say about it? What does a word have to say? Father, what are you saying? I know what they're saying, but what are you saying? We're better than that, guys. We're in this church, we've been taught the word. Did we lose it? Did we forget? Did we do like the the children of Israel, Saul and the army of Israel, did we do like them? And because, you know, the devil was raising his ugly head, all of a sudden we became fearful and start shaking in our boots. Now, you know the rest of the story. David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And then when he went before uh, Goliath, you know, Goliath was telling him what he was going to do. David said, oh, no, 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 let me tell you what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Now, that's somebody with confidence. That's a child of God. That's someone who has confidence in their God. He's like, oh, no, I killed a lion. I killed a bear. You're nothing. You are nothing. I'm not afraid of you. I don't care what you have to say. I know my God, and today he's going to deliver you into my hands. And that's what happened. So, When we hear things, see what God says. Use wisdom, you know, and the things that we do, like I said, wearing a mask, we we, we are using wisdom. God gives us wisdom. God gives the doctors wisdom. You know, we should pray for them to have more wisdom. God gives, but God gives them wisdom. God gives them insight and understanding. You know, we don't want to throw them out the window, so to speak. They are necessary. They keep people alive. They help people. But you can help people. You can encourage people. You can be a light in the darkness. You can be a voice like John crying in the wilderness. There's a different way. There's one who's come who's already taken care of this. You can be the encourager. But you got to make sure it's in your heart first. What do you believe? What are you standing on? Praise God. Hallelujah. I am amazed by how much, you know, um, when I was looking this up, there are, did you guys know there, there's like 500 phobias or categorized? There's 500 categories of phobias. That's a lot of phobias. That's a lot of stuff. And you know what a phobia is? It's an irrational fear. So it's excessive, it's extreme, it's irrational, um, it's fear or panic 
a fear or a panic reaction about a situation, a living creature, a place, or an object. Excessive, extreme, irrational. You know, I heard a story about this guy. He, um, like in the early 1900s, he went and hid in his sister's um, barn and stayed there for 32 years because he was afraid of what the Nazis were going to do to him. 32 years. He never came out. 32 years. And you know how they found him? They were delivering this big um, uh, load of, I believe it was bread. His sister had ordered this load of bread, and they were putting it in the barn until she could get to it, and they found this man in there. 32 years. And he said that when he would hear people rejoicing and, and having fun and stuff, he would just cry. But he wouldn't come out of the barn. That's sad. 32 years to live like that? Seven months to live in fear? Seven months? Wow. But God said he's not giving us the spirit of fear. Praise the Lord. Well, I had some other stuff to say, but didn't get to say them. <laughs> but anyway, let me, I can't, let me just say this. Um, say things like this. I just wrote these down, to be honest with you. I didn't write down some of the, anyway. So say things like, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do, to, do unto me. Um, we know the Bible also says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God says things like, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand, with my righteous right hand. Um, in Job, it says this, Job chapter 12, verse 11. It says, the ear tests the words it hears, just as the mouth distinguishes between foods. The Living Bible says it this way, just as a mouth can taste good food, so my mind tastes truth when I hear it. Think about that. Our mouths are able to tell if something is good, if it tastes good. But our ears also test words that we hear. So when you hear things, is this God? Is this good? Is this bad? Is this something I want to hear? Is this something I want to listen to? Or do I want to um, say, no, I don't, want to, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to listen to that. So I encourage you to get in the Word. 
Spend time in the Word. Spend time in God's presence. Let God help you to think right. He will. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, right, by the renewing of your mind. Let God renew our minds. Let him work in our hearts. But he needs us to get in his word, to listen to his word, to be a people who are attentive to what he has to say. Be more attentive to what God has to say than to what the world has to say, than what people have to say, than what the news has to say. Be more attentive to God. And I'm telling you, you'll learn some marvelous things. You know, he says, call in me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. So God has amazing things that he wants to share with his kids and show us answers he wants to give us. But we got to get in these words.